You're listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson. We are here live and we have a clue for you. Dr. Walters? You ready to get a clue, guys? Professor Walters. Here we go. Professor Lawson Walters giving it to you right now. Our next clue. Before Peter, James, and John became Jesus' disciples, their full-time occupation occupation was to catch me. So if you know what this is, 0491-064-669. That is the number to call or text. If you know the answer, you will get a certain amount of points. If you haven't answered correctly of what our quiz answer is for today, if you answer this one correctly, you'll get 200 points going towards our draw that will be drawn at the end of this week. Well, tomorrow. And that draw will consist of the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, as well as the KGV Study Bible with Mark Finley's Study Helps. We'll give you these absolutely for free. We want you to study the Bible. We want you to be your own theologian, to know what the Bible says, to get deep into the Word of God. And so, therefore, we would implore you to answer these questions correctly. And again, that question was, that clue was... Before Peter, James, and John became Jesus' disciples, their full-time occupation was to catch me. What is me? Who is me? <laughs> what creature am I? That's right. Okay. That's worth 200 points, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's good. We got one more of those. 0491-064-669. We have uh, just, some just text quickly, messages. Just before you say that, I cannot tell you how many times I've given that number to people as my own number. Like <laughs> really? Like, oh, oh Lawson, uh, you've made a booking for your car. You know, so what's a number we can contact you by? Zero four nine one zero six four. Ah, sorry, I mean, and then I'll give them my actual number, which I'm not going to say on air because <laughs> privacy. Times I've done that. Nah, like that number is tattooed in my brain. The, oh, the right on the mind, on the prefrontal cortex. That's right, the, right the frontal frontal lobe. The uh, so we do have some text messages, but I want to say before we get into those, Elliot's story. For our listeners who are just coming on live, Elliot is a piano player Mm. uh, studying performing arts at uh, ANU, the Mm. Australian National University. And he had a story about a car that he recently purchased to carry his piano around. And it was, in my opinion, such a great story because it shows the power of prayer. God Mm. cares about the things that you care about. And so I want to encourage our listeners right now, take some time, if you have something on your heart, something that you want to pray to God about, just pray. Like he hears you. He wants to listen to you. He wants to know what is on your heart. He already knows, but prayer is like you're kind of alleviating the burden that you're experiencing. You're giving it to God and saying, hey, I need help with this thing. Please be with me in this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do want to shout out, uh, we have a friend, uh, Steve, who is in the hospital. And I just want to say a prayer for him right Mm -hmm. now. Uh, so I want to ask you wherever you're at, just, uh, to join me in prayer. I want to pray for Steve, uh, who's currently on life support, uh, here in the Newcastle region. Father in heaven, please be with Steve. He has gone through a lot in his life. He is dealing with some, some pretty severe, uh, health, uh, issues right now. And I know, uh, the local church here is praying for him as well too. And I just, I know that he's, uh, going to receive an anointing service uh, here shortly. And I just pray for your spirit to go before, to pave the way and to be with him in his hour of need and be with the rest of the family as well too. We just want to uplift Steve in prayer and we want to 
make our burdens known to you because we know that you care. And so please, please bring healing and comfort and your presence in their lives right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we have some text messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, one text message comes in about the friendship. Mm. Twins, rowers, reminds me of the statement of Paul who said, I fought a good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Mm. Now there is sto- now there is in store for me the crown, the crown of righteousness. Mm. Well done. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think it's such a noble feat. Like, I think, you know what? Like, I... I just I've, sailing across the Atlantic is pretty wild. Yeah. Just want to throw it out there. I probably talked about this before on Faith FM, but I, I know I definitely talk about it with people because the conversation, particularly with my past and my experience in sports, um, and at one point in my life being like an elite sports person, uh, like being an athlete, like so much of sports is just like making money for rich people because it's just like, you know, the promoters run the sports and – and whether it's gambling or alcohol or whatever it is, it's like there's so much of sport that, yes, like there's this noble side of like being the best at a particular sport and pushing the human body. And then there's this whole other side of, you know, when you're part of those leagues or competitions or whatever, it's just a, a vehicle by which people make money. Like it is just a company and a business. And the plays in that company of business, I'm like not particularly keen or f- wanting to represent or to support. Whereas like something like this, like they're pushing their bodies to the absolute limit. They're rowing across the Atlantic, but also to raise money for charity for fantastic causes as well. So yeah, I think it's amazing. And that I feel like the, like rowing across the Atlantic is something that very few people have done. I feel like <laughs> yeah, the nobility. Has of anyone done that? The nobility. Probably. I don't think it's a world first, but. It wouldn't be a world common. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. But <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, across the Atlantic. De- definitely not. But I would say it's like the nobility of sport in that situation is just so intact. It's like, wow, like they're pushing themselves to the limit. They're pushing the human body to the limit. They're committing an amazing feat, but also doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. It, which is so awesome. And that's how we sneak sports in. Right under the radar yeah, of producer right. Shell's <laughs> Another text message come in here. Cardinal Pell dot 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 a victim. What a joke. Many high court judges are pedophiles. So what do you expect? Question mark, Oof. question mark, question mark. God tells us that justice has been thrown on the ground. Angry face with eyebrows. Oof. I can't say I disagree. Mm. I literally... Thank you for that text message because I'm <laughs> right there with Thank you. Thank you brother. for <laughs> validating. <laughs> 100%. Another text message comes in. Woke society. It's going to get worse than that before the second coming. Sad face. Possible angry purple horn face as well too. This was a sad face with tears yeah. as well too. Uh. Things are getting wild over here. But I agree. It's going it, to. Well, the Bible says. The Bible teaches the principle of it's going to be worse and worse and worse and until the second coming of Jesus. And I think wokeness has given us the ability to frame what that looks like. How does everyone just forget what morality is and just become so evil? We can see through wokeness absolutely how. They can stand up for things that are absolutely appalling and terrible in the eyes of God under the guise that it is loving. I don't think human beings ever lose their ability to necessarily understand 
things or their need to justify things. I feel like we all have a conscience that is being pricked by God and by the Holy Spirit that is being touched. But to sear their conscience against the Holy Spirit, they say, well, I have a different cause to live for and to live by, which is standing up for things that absolutely shouldn't be stood up for because they're against God and they're harmful and they're terrible. And I feel like that wokeness has perfectly achieved that to give people justification for turning against God. Yeah, that's a really profound way of describing that. And I agree with that. We've got another text message here. Thanks, Elliot, for sharing. It's awesome when you see such definite answers to prayer. This Mm. is from Suzanne with some Prayer hands and the little hands that come together in the heart shape. Ah, there we go. What a great emoji. I also got to say about Elliot. So Elliot's my good friend. So is Ruben. You were surprised this morning when I was like, hey, Elliot's on. I was like, hey. I've done a lot of worship leading and band stuff and also just going to church. And even in 2020, he was working for the Newcastle Uni Church down here, which I'm finishing up. I was saying today's my last day. You know, we were hanging out and and doing some work. Elliot is genuinely one of the best musicians that I know. The real deal. If you want to compare yourself, if you're a musician, like like he's completed every grade of piano. You know, you have piano grades and stuff. Like he's completed every grade. Suzuki Jimny's. He's concert certified and he's studying at the premier university of music on scholarship in Australia. He is an incredible musician you're listening to the breakfast show contact us on 0491-064-669 but that being said he's also a servant of christ and a follower of jesus and he wants to use his gifts for the furthering of the gospel and and i know that uh next week they've got the resuming of the the teen summer camps that are happening here in australia and he is leading out the band you know he is the one that is bringing the worship to the kids he wants to use his gifts to be a blessing and to further the the work of the gospel so praise god for him and his ministry and his work this reminds me of a verse i believe it is 1 Corinthians 10.31, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And so mm. maybe you play piano, maybe you play guitar or harp, or one of the great instruments of my people, the jug. Or maybe you use a different type of keyboard. Maybe you use your computer keyboard to code. Maybe you are a mechanic. Maybe you are a doctor. Maybe anything. God is calling us to use our talents, our gifts for him. Mm. It's a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. We just got another text message in here that says, judge not and not be judged. I'm not Catholic. I am a Christian. Powerful stuff. Mm. And it's a true statement. You know, ultimately judgment is with the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. We don't know the actual truth behind everything that has taken place. And so it's important for us to leave these matters uh, to the Lord and to recognize that he knows the truth and he knows what's right and he knows what's actually going on in the world there. I want to say as well, too, we've got some excellent answers from Karen, James, Matthew. Good work, Matthew. Brett got it as well, too. Raphael, Good answer. Uh, Janelle sent in the correct answer as well, too. Another James as well, too. Multiple James out there. Brayden also got the right answer. Freco did as well, too. Freco, I think, even got the 500 points. He he went for the shot, and... 
I'm sorry. I just saw the last text message that came in. Oh, <laughs> you saw that one? Lawson, we're, we're on the radio here. <laughs> Lawson just texted, uh, why is Blake so cute? Uh, smirky face, smirky face, smirky face. Lawson, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, and I'm not sure I know how to respond to anything that you do in this studio. Ever. <laughs> You know what we need right now is some Bible. Actually, I, I did want to give you some Bible. Okay. In, in response to, we had the text message just come through, I'm Catholic, you know, judge not, lest ye be judged. Yes. I want to read you a passage okay. uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And, no, he said, I'm not Catholic, I'm a Christian. Oh, sorry. I'm yeah. not. So they said, I'm not Catholic, I'm Christian, but judge not, lest ye be judged. Absolutely, we agree. I want to show you a passage here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. The Bible says, when one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge the angels how much more than matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases... Why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I th- I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle disputes between brothers? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers? Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexual moral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. So, we receive here in 1 Corinthians, Paul writing to the church of Corinth, some very practical advice. It is. He says, you, whilst you are not called to judge the ability of someone to be saved, for that is God's judgment, simultaneously, you as the church are called to judge matters in the church. Now, it brings up this scenario in which there are church problems happening, church problems going on, and there are people bringing great shame to the church by instead of First, asking, well, how can we solve this as a church? They are going immediately to authorities and and bringing the church into disrepute. The thing is, is that we then have further advice in the Bible that talks about if you have a problem with a brother, go to him directly. And then if you can't go to him directly, bring others to counsel. And then if you can't bring others, bring them before the church. But if you can't bring them before the church, we're talking about an entire church which, again, because it then later goes on to say in this passage, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. And then it gives a bunch of examples like the sexually immoral and the idolaters and the adulterers. If you have a whole church, a whole church system that has fallen to literally the abuse of children, there is need to talk about and to judge these matters and to come up with correct solutions to solve these problems. Why? Because children shouldn't be abused. 100%. And God has given us that license. The responsibility. At every single level to solve that problem. 
whether at the church level, furthermore at the legal level, God has said, hey, these problems need to be solved. You are called to judge these problems. Is there no one wise among you to even solve these problems? There is need for judgment. And he says, first, try and see if these things are so, work out a solution within the church. But if you can't do so, don't go out of your way to bring the word of God into disrepute over church matters. But also, I think that for us to sit here and speculate whether George Pell is a victim of a very real crime that he committed and like that is fully our right now his standing before god is something that we can't speculate on we can see his actions in his life and i guess we could assume but we can't we can't know but that's not what we're doing we're saying hey this is the case let's think about it let's talk about it we're taking license to do the thing that god has called us to do i kind of look at it like we are in a big pasture the world is a pasture there's a good shepherd and there are sheep everywhere. Mm. The people who are in ministry are not little shepherds, but mm. we're sheepdogs. Mm. And we have a responsibility and a duty. Honestly, our job is to protect the sheep. Mm. And so the shepherd, the good shepherd, sends us out as sheepdogs to keep watch, mm. to make sure the sheep are safe. Now, there are wolves who come in to try and harm the sheep, and they are they can devastate the flock. And so sheepdogs are to protect from the wolves coming from outside. But there are also wolves in sheep's clothing that are sometimes look like they're part of the flock, but they're not. And as sheepdogs, I think one of our responsibilities is to protect the sheep, the true sheep, from these wolves in sheep's clothing. And this is exactly what's happening when we talk about child abuse and we talk about systemic child abuse within the Catholic Church and within the Christian denomination as well, too. It's not just like a Catholic thing. This is a whole Christian denomination issue. This is a world issue. Mm-hmm. Pedophilia is a terrible, awful thing that happens, and it's very real. And it needs to be addressed and brought up mm-hmm. and recognized that, hey, as sheepdogs, following the good shepherd uh, and doing the work of the Lord, is a part of that is to expose the darkness with the light, and to also protect the sheep and the wolves. That, and to rid ourselves, to remove the wolves and the wolves in sheep's clothing that are coming to try and harm the innocent lambs that God has entrusted to us. Yeah, there's a, there's a saying, though, that my dad has, and this is kind of contrasting a little bit. He says, you can build bridges connecting the whole world, but if one of those bridges collapses and a child, die, then, child dies, then you're a murderer. And it's like, like if you, if you intentionally like build the bridge bad and you know whatever um but the 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 point of that is that you're ultimately accountable for your own actions no matter what good that you've done and so as much as saying that yes i agree judge not lest you be judged i am accountable for my own sin but because i'm accountable for my own sin does that mean that i can't protect people well this goes back to uh, genesis i think it's four Mm -hmm. am i my brother's keeper Mm. right that's that's what it goes back to all the way to the and, very and beginning. the answer the, is yes, you is are. Yes. Yes, you are. Yeah. And so when Cain says, you know, when the Lord says, where's your brother? Why Why does the ground smell like blood? You know, mm. like what's going Hey, am I my brother's keeper? You're like, no. Yes, you are. If you are a brother in Christ and you have chosen to be part of the family of God, you 100% are your brother's keeper. And it's important for us to remember that that's a truth that we take on when we become followers of Christ. Mm. 
we got a text message here that says, well said, Lawson. So, good job. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. With Blake and Lawson, who has a clue for you. 100 points. Get a clue, Blake, and I'm about to give it to you. Okay. Uh, Jonah was swallowed up by a large one of these creatures. Ooh, oh, controversial. Uh, why? A little bit controversial. Okay, fair enough. Well, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. If you know the answer to our quiz throughout the day, that's our final clue. Only a measly 100 points that you'll get for that one. Less entries into the quiz. But that being said, you have the ability to get in an answer. So, 0491-064-669. If you're straggling, please. That's your best opportunity. Jonah was swallowed by one of these things. What creature am I? And you will win as a result of entering and potentially winning the draw, which will be drawn tomorrow. The great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, the amazing Bible study journal, as well as a KJV Bible with Mark Finley study helps. Make sure you tune in tomorrow as well, too, because the winner will be revealed. The, yeah. the moment we've all been waiting for, bigger than the Golden Globes, way bigger than the Oscars, much more important than the gubernatorial race. A little <laughs> bit less important than the second coming when we'll Definitely see who are the winners that. of the race of life and yes. receiving the crown. Definitely second to that. Yeah. But, but second, second to, to that. that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Make sure you also you check us out on faithfm.com.au where you can get a wonderful content and you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to different shows, check us out. Honestly, it's the best way to listen to Faith FM. Uh, it, you, you can listen on the radio, and, and maybe many of you are listening on the radio, and that's a wonderful thing as well, too. Uh, but I honestly encourage people, get the app. Get the app on your phone. Get the app. And you can listen to it anytime, anywhere, walking around, doing your thing. Uh, and the reception is very, very good. And also, you can listen to me, because this weekend, uh, this Saturday... I'm going to be speaking at the Gateway East Church in Melbourne. Down in Melbourne. Down in Melbourne. So the Gateway Seventh-day Adventist Church. Wait. The East. This Sabbath you're like preaching. two days, yeah. In two days you're down. I'm flat tomorrow. Wow. Going down, going down to the old Melb. So if you want to you catch me down there, head to, head to Gateway East. Okay. That's wild. I didn't know it was actually tomorrow. I'm already sad a little bit. Yeah. But not like a lot. Don't worry. <laughs> just just, <laughs> just, just a little bit. Uh, well, you know what? I would like to get into our Bible study time. Mm-hmm. We're going to be reading from Malachi chapter 3. Malachi. <laughs> That's the Italian way to say it, yep. I suppose. Uh, Malachi. Uh, Malachi chapter 3, and we're going to go from 7-11. But before we do, I just want to talk about the connection here. There's mm. There is a real close kind of spiritual connection between the practice of tithing, which mm. that word literally means one-tenth mm-hmm. or 10%, and our relationship to God. The Israelites, they uh, they really prospered when they obeyed God and they were faithful in their tithing. And then in contrast, any time that they didn't obey God and they weren't faithful in their tithing, they actually fell in hard times mm. over and over again. Yeah. And so there was like this cycle that they followed and... Uh, it, it was kind of a cycle of obedience and prosperity, right? Um, then disobedience and problems. That bilateral covenant that we talked about. This for that. 
You do this, you get that. You don't do this, you don't get that, right? Uh, and it was during one of these periods of unfaithfulness that God, through the prophet of Malachi, proposed a bilateral contract with his people. And mm-hmm. we're going to read that here now. Malachi chapter 3, verse 71, or verse 7 to 11. Verse 7 to 11, the Bible says, Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When do we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great, you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So if we don't have room enough to receive it, we actually then have a surplus with which we can help others and help to advance the cause of God. This is a very clear bilateral covenant. God promises people that, hey, if you return to me, I will return to you. And basically saying, hey, you have been robbing me this whole time. And they're saying, what do you mean? How, how can we rob God? By not returning to me tithe. The reason this is robbery is because we need to fully kind of comprehend and go back to the very beginning. Okay, let's actually, I want to ask you a few questions here, Lawson. So we're going to fire away here to the best of our abilities. Uh-huh. All right, where, how do you buy stuff? With what? With Currency. Currency, good. Yeah. And currency is based on the concept of a word that starts with what? Money. Yeah, money. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so money. So currency comes from the idea of money, and money is used to exchange to basically get different things that you want. Like if sure. you had a bunch of raspberries and you were a raspberry farmer, but I like I hated raspberries, but, but, uh, but I made the best pies, and you wanted some pies, and I was like, I don't want your raspberries but you wanted my pies, then you could sell your raspberries to somebody else. You would get some gold, and I'd be like, ah, I like gold. So, and then we, I, I don't like raspberries, but boy, I like yeah, that gold. Hey, Here's gold. some pies. And it's a, it's a way to exchange uh, this for that, right? Now, what happens in the very beginning, money is kind of based on gold. Now, where does gold come from, Lawson? Where does the, the ground <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Where does it grow? Like No, it's a finite resource. It's a finite resource, but where does it come from? Like where did all the gold come from? From the beginning. From God. Yes, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. So God created all the gold that has ever been. So mm-hmm. our entire currency system that was once based on gold, now it's based on a loose idea of currency that doesn't exist and now we deal with cryptocurrency. It's a whole other concept. However, at one point it was all based on the gold mm-hmm. standard. And that gold standard was based on the finite resource and amount of gold. Mm-hmm. And that gold comes from God. So who owns all the money and currency in the world? God. Exactly. So when you earn money and you return tithe, you're giving back to God 10% of the 100% that Absolutely. he already owns. He could ask for 90. He could. He could ask for 99. And it would be his right mm-hmm. because he owns it all in the very first place. Yeah. But he only asks for 10 
And so when they say, how are we robbing God? Well, you're robbing God because you're not returning the tithe that already belongs to him in the first place. Mm. Now, a lot of people might say, hey, I don't want to pay tithe. I don't want to return anything. I, I don't want to have to deal with that uh, because I don't have enough money to pay the bills. The whole idea of tithe is an act of faith. Mm. You're saying, come what may, no matter what happens, wherever I'm at in the world, when I have an increase in my estate, an increase in my income, I'm going to return 10% of that increase because without God, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do it in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. It's a way to say thank you for the blood in my veins, the breath in my lungs, the strength in my bones and my muscles so that I can actually go and do this work to receive this money, and I'm returning a tithe to acknowledge where it all comes from. And that tithe goes to the work of the church. For which sure. Which is definitely, it's like, oh, how do I be thankful for God? Oh, well, through your money, you have the, an ability to live for him, to, to further his work and to lead others to know him as well. So, and what's a beautiful thing is the church then takes the money, the tithe, and collectively uses it to effectively feed the community both spiritually and physically. Uh, we have uh, fellowship lunch at uh, Newcastle Uni Church and at uh, Raymond Terrace as well every week. Uh, Shell brings breakfast every week as well too. Good on you, Shell, for doing that. Uh, and it makes a difference. And so tithe is used for that. So I want to encourage you, pay your tithe, build the kingdom of God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. With Blake and Lawson Walters. And we have... It's me. We've done the quiz. We are done, so. Are we? Are you ready to reveal the, the truth? What creature am I? Well, they're not an, a bird, and they're not one kind of... Fle- I'm, just, I'm just reflecting on the first question here. It says, 1 Corinthians 15.39, men have one kind of flesh... Animals another, birds another, and I have another. So it's neither a bird nor a quote-unquote like land animal, nor is it a man. It is fish. Fish. So the what creature am I? That was I? a fish noise. It was a fish. It gives, uh, it gives us some interesting clues here, enlightens us to some interesting stories, particularly like Jesus told Peter that he would find money to pay their taxes in one of these, which is... Going back to the story, they come to the temple. The rest of the boys don't need to pay tax because they're under 22. Yeah, the boys. Giving credence to the idea that the disciples were all young guys. And if you see a depiction of the disciples being old guys, those depictions are wrong. I had a beard when I was 12. I would have fit in. Really? Yeah. Really? It, it was pretty wild, you had actually. A, no, you had, what, some hair? No. I had full-on facial hair yeah, yeah. when I was 12. And I like a beard like you've got now. Yeah, I did. I don't, I don't Why do you not believe me? <laughs> I'm serious. He's, Lawson is looking at me in disbelief. Ask my mother. Ask the one I call mother. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, I did. Okay. Well, these young, young fellas, except for Peter and Jesus. Peter would have been over the age of 22, similarly. Old man. To Jesus as well, who was in his 30s. And, you know, this kind of uh, debate ensues between... Peter and between the scribes and the Pharisees where they ask him, does Jesus need to pay tax to go into the temple? It's a trick question because if he needs to pay tax, then he's subject to Caesar. If he doesn't pay tax, then he's breaking the rules of Caesar. It's like, what does he need to do? And, you know, that's where Jesus comes in with the famous line, render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's, 
render unto gods what is God. And we've been talking about this morning. You know, it's like, should we pay tax? You know, to yeah, the country. Well, we should. It's yeah. like, well, I live in Australia, and Australia builds roads, and Australia, you know, pl- you know, gives me the opportunity to plumb my house so that, you know, my water, my water, and my waste has somewhere to go. They take out my bins, and they give me citizenship, and they provide me electricity and internet and whatnot. Well, you pay for all those things. And you pay yeah. for those things, but then you pay tax because that's managed. On top of those things. Yeah, because that's managed by the country that you live in that is organizing all of those things. Are you allowed to be reluctant when you pay tax? What do you mean? I just am always reluctant. Well, <laughs> the Bible says render unto Caesars, and I think it's... it's. I know it's... It's we perfectly should, reasonable for the country it. that you live in to require tax. Now, overtaxation is potentially a problem, but it's perfectly reasonable. Leads but, to tea parties. God, absolutely. <laughs> but God provided all of the money, right? So true. tithe is even takes priority over tax. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Do you want a before tax blessing or an after tax blessing? That's what I always say. Yeah. Pay your, t- pay your taxes, sure, but pay your tithe first. That's a- absolutely. We have been required by God because, yeah, as much as Australia can give us a bunch of stuff, God has given us life, the ability to live, the ability to earn money. You know, that's another verse that we could very much look at. God has given us, you know, not only currency, not only gold in the ground, but the ability to earn money. He's given us those talents. He's given us that very thing. I've got another text message here. Oh, just to let you know. Uh, Braden, Texas, thanks for that last song. It has been a long time since I heard that. Mom and Dad used to play that at home. Good memories of childhood. Talking about the Give Ear, O Shepherd song. So shout Mm. out, Braden. Glad we could play a song from the past. Also, we have Hello from Sky. I've sent a better photo of Cheetos. And let me say I've seen this photo. Same. And at first I actually thought that the carrot was a giant Cheeto. Yeah, so it's like sitting beside a... That's what I thought. But yeah. nope, that's actually a healthy vegan carrot it's, or vegan Cheeto. That's right. It's nature's it's Cheeto. A, a carrot. It's a carrot, yeah. It's very, very cute. And honestly, Cheeto the guinea pig... Best probably, name, by the way. Yeah, seriously. Uh, probably going to be our new mascot for Faith the FM. Faith FM mascot. Yeah, just Shout out. Yeah, that's, that's right. They're so right? yeah, they make that noise when they... <laughs> me, me, me. It's so, so Absolutely. cute. This is uh, Anders Svensson. Gone are the days. We're coming to an end of the show here on Faith FM with Blake and the guy who gives the weirdest handshakes. The proprietor (laughs) of the most interesting handshakes, Lawson Walters. (laughs) Okay. Well, tomato, tomato. Uh, (laughs) We are at the very end of our show. Right after this, we have our Faith FM photo shoot. Oh, yeah. For the Faith FM photo shoot. I can't wait to. The family photo shoot. To strike some poses. I don't know if you if you do this or not, but in America they have these like old, like portrait, like super awkward family portraits for yeah. like church uh, directories. Uh-huh. I don't, I've never seen that here in Australia, but like when I was a really young kid, we went to a church once. They had a the most awkward family photos ever, where you place like hands on shoulders, you would stand up tall, and you would not smile fully, but Can just we like do that? definitely not. 
Uh, <laughs> because it was the weirdest, awkwardest, most strangest really photo cool. shoot. Like, I'll sit in the chair and you'll sit, stand behind me, like with your hands on my shoulders. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I'm maybe kind of give like a Mona Lisa smile, you know, like a like, half. That's what they smoke. tried to make you do back there in the in the old church manual days. Well, we'll we'll find out. So Enrique from Brazil, shout out to Brazilians, Bomgia. <laughs> Uh, to all the uh, Brazilians listening this morning, and we're going to get Enhiki to do the photo shoot for Faith FM. Thank you for listening. I just love I love Faith FM, and I love you guys listening. So shout out to you. Make sure you talk faith, you live faith, you act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.